Hello, this is Jeff from the future. This episode was recorded in 2020 as part of an original attempt at a music review podcast. The original idea was to discuss new music as it was being released, but 2020 being what it was, brought quite a few album postponements and other complications. So this series continued through 2020 and into 2021. We are now here in 2022 at the time I am recording this. So what you are about to listen to is not the Sound Judgment podcast, but an early iteration. Also, being that it was recorded more than two years ago now, some of our thoughts and opinions may have changed, considering that we are, in fact, people who are continuously trying to learn and better ourselves. Enjoy the show. Let me summarize the past almost eight minutes now, since I don't know what you have recorded. That's fine. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Hi, Chris. It's been a while since we've done this because you broke your foot and couldn't go down two flights of steps to record or edit audio. And we are here to talk about Halloween music because Halloween is not a genre of music. It is a holiday, and some people define Halloween music incorrectly. Okay, are you going to tell me there what incorrectly go. is? Um, what incorrectly is, if you do a Google search for Halloween music, you are going to find everything wrong with what people decide Halloween music is. Creep by Radiohead is not Halloween at all. Oh, can I add one? Zombie by the Cranberries is not Halloween. Okay, That's about so, war in Ireland. I think that is the biggest factor here that is, that's kind of like the, is this Halloween or not? Is this idea of mentioning something that is scary or weird, or even paranormal, or satanic, does not inherently make something Halloween music. But I also don't think it disqualifies it for Halloween music, because I'm also going to look at this as, like, there's kind, there's, diff there's different kinds of Halloween music. So, we have a shared Halloween Spotify playlist that is primarily stuff you added, and it is... 26 and a half hours long or something like that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, tw it's 26 hours and 5 minutes long. Yes. I have my own two Halloween playlists, which I'll, I'll get to. Um, and, and there's a lot wrong with all of these Halloween playlists, honestly. Yeah. But I just happened to pick up, uh, specifically, I'm apparently on goodhousekeeping.com's Halloween song playlist. I don't know why... Good Housekeeping has a Halloween playlist. This? Uh, anyway, okay. they have their Halloween songs, and there's a few on here that I'm just like, I see them listed all the time, and I don't understand why anyone decides they are based on Halloween. Okay. I don't understand how Hell's Bells by ACDC is Halloween-based. Are we going to talk about, um, said, are we going to talk about Kanye? No, we're I'm not looking at the same Kanye. list. Monster by Kanye is on here. Because I refuse to talk about Kanye. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to talk about ACDC. Okay. And the fact that here I am angry that Hell's Bells is on this list at number 10. Mind you, Highway to Hell is on one of my personal Halloween playlists. And here's why. So here's like, I'm, I'm kind of adding, I'm already adding a caveat and we haven't even gotten into anything yet. On one hand, Halloween music I think is something that should be like, thematically kind of spooky sounding. Yeah. On the other hand, you have, like, Halloween party 
music. Yeah. Which, in those cases, I think the party playlists, it is totally acceptable to be like, oh, I like this song, and there's a vague reference to demons, so therefore it works. Yeah. But in those cases, I want the song still to be fun. I still have a serious problem with Creep by Radiohead. That is inappropriate for a party. It's inappropriate for Halloween. It is not... I don't understand its its re, its relevance here. Just because Halloween is creepy doesn't mean a song about a loser is appropriate. That's not how this works. I, I mean, that's that's got to be one of the vaguest ones. Like, the vaguest connections that I've seen. It, yeah, I mean, but it's like, that's the kind of thing that I see very frequently. Although I do think Zombie by Cranberries is another one. Uh, the song is very obviously not about zombies. If it were just a goofy song about zombies, yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. Very clear. Here's, okay, so here's here's the thing. So like you said, it's kind of another thing if if it kind of vaguely fits the theme, but not really, but it's also kind of a party song. No yeah. one can party when Zombie by the Cranberries starts because it's a sad yeah, song exactly. about war. Well, even if you don't know what the song's about, it's it's not a party song. There's nothing to... Par- you're not partying to this. You're not cruising down the highway or dancing to Zombie by the Cranberries. If you are, it's fine. I understand. If you are, I don't it's know why you're everybody. dancing to and their tanks and their bombs and their bombs and their guns. <laughs> okay, so... We're gonna start. I'm gonna. We're gonna dig into the shared playlist that we have. This one that's like over a day long. That's awesome. I'm gonna get the delete button ready. Um, no, le- I think you should leave it for what it is. But I'm gonna. I- I'm gonna kind of bring up some of these as to like why they're in there or why I think they shouldn't be there. Or honestly, I could title this segment "Why I Skip Most of This Playlist." Okay. Um, so first off, I'm gonna say Misfits is completely justified. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, so that actually, at least the order that I have it listed in, which I think is the order they were added, um, the beginning of this playlist is American Psycho and Famous Monsters by The Misfits. Yes. Which thematically is perfect. Every single one of these songs is is totally relevant, whether it's immediately based on a horror film, which is as Halloween as you can get, or at least just, like, thematically relevant. However, this is still two full albums of songs, of which I don't like them all. So I just, I personally skip a lot of these songs, even though overall I like both of these albums. I'm gonna level with um, you, a lot of this was made for me listening at work, so that I could... Oh! oh so yeah. that I could put on an entire album at work, or an entire playlist, and not... I probably should have made this my own playlist... <laughs> But, so I could put it on at work in October and not have to worry about, like, switching albums for, like, eight hours straight. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's it's a totally interesting playlist, I think. It's just, like, it's a playlist that I will put on, but I will put on knowing that I will probably be hitting the next button frequently. And it's okay. completely fine for what it is. I'm just saying, like, I understand the perfect relevance of both these albums. I think, I think these two albums by The Misfits are... Uh, like I said, they're about as Halloween as you can. Get. A lot of the misfits in general. I I don't know if I put on some Danzig later on down the line. At which I point we'll just. So. I mean, but either way, like the misfits and any surrounding act. Uh, I'm just gonna say all encompassing. 
Halloween. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then there's this album by Iced Earth called Horror Show, which, again, thematically is, is perfect. Every one of these songs is based on either a horror movie or at least a horror trope. Yeah. So, like, for example, some of these song titles are Wolf, Jekyll and Hyde, Transylvania, Frankenstein, Dracula. Like, you, you get the point. Right. right. If you're into the music, they're great. Uh, unfortunately, I think Iced Earth is almost absurdly bland as far as what they are goes. They are a perfect, they're one of those perfect examples to me of just, I listen to something that sounds a lot like this and is better, so why do I want the downgraded version? My apologies for being introduced to Blind Guardian well before I ever heard of Ice Earth. Hmm. I, I mean, okay. I, I, um, that's one of those things where I think they're different enough that I beg to differ, but that's fine. I think okay, know, yeah, one's, oh, yeah. one's a like, little thrashier, one's a little more melodic, and it's like, you know... But I they are it. not they're not different enough to me, and in my opinion, I think the I think Iced Earth's sound is it's not it, the difference is not in a good way for me. That's fine. Different I, different strokes. You're not a thrash guy yeah, anyway. Exactly. Like really. No, it, it, they're they're in that realm that just this isn't this isn't working for me. Yeah. Um, um also we skipped right past Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. Oh I did. I did skip Pet Cemetery, but why do you not have... Why don't we have Chainsaw on here? Is it on here later? Yeah, I'll say, why is Chainsaw not in this playlist? Because, as we know, the Ramones are the original horror punk band. They did Chainsaw, oh, they did... Oh, uh... hold on. Never mind, you do actually have, if you sort by artist, we do actually have... I, was, I could have sworn Chainsaw was on here. I don't want to go down to the basement is on here. Okay. Is is so, he's, no, you... he's going to kill that girl or whatever on here? No. Oh, no. Okay. So you uh, you should have never opened that. that door. Regardless, Classics. I now lost where I was in this list. That's fine. Uh, Alice Cooper. We got a handful of Alice Cooper songs on here. Right. Now again, some of these I fully agree with because I think thematically they're perfect, and some of these I think are better in name only. So, for example, "Feed My Frankenstein" is a perfect like rock. Halloween theme song. You can't get any more Halloweeny than just a song about Frankenstein. Basically, it, you just can't. Yeah. I, in the song, so like the song title "Welcome to My Nightmare," I think works. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the song overall, but again, this is just like a great like classic rock song. I'm not really gonna say no to it. This is gonna be in the same realm as Highway to Hell. It's right. moderately appropriate. Otherwise, it's just a good song to have on, and like how how you're gonna hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say the same for the songs "Devil's Food" and "The Black Widow," which I actually don't know. The Black Widow. Now, I'll be honest with you. Okay, that's um. So I can't I can't attest to its thematic relevance or not. I kind of threw them on there because uh, first off, the whole the whole album is about a nightmare, so I think that's kind of that's kind of relevant it's a concept album but also between these two songs is where the vincent price part comes in and he has okay. he has like the vincent price do the uh he plays the narrator in a museum showing off the spiders okay all right i get it i guess it makes sense i'll have to listen to some of these a little bit more again yeah um up next i don't want to necessarily go through this whole playlist but i want to put a couple more people here 
Up next is Rob Zombie. Now, you have like a dozen Rob Zombie songs on here, and quite frankly, most Rob Zombie songs are fully interchangeable as far as I care. Right. I like Rob Zombie. Yeah, I mean, you can always dig through some ditches, burn through some witches. But honestly, I think my playlist has Super Beast, Dracula, and Living Dead Girl, and I, I... what else are you gonna need? It's it's good enough. You've covered Rob Zombie for what he does. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Rob Zombie is incredibly perfect and thematic, considering the fact that he's directed numerous horror films by this point. And I mean, even since White Zombie, he's been doing. Which I think there's some of that on here, but songs about you know about and based in and using clips from horror movies. Yeah, exactly. It it he's he's kind of like one of the quintessential. This is legitimate Halloween music. I like now going through horror movies and finding the sound clips that Rob Zombie used by accident. I was watching the Mummy, the the Mummy, like all sixteen movies, as you know, this year. Yeah. Um. And and I finally got to hear the sound clip of "Do You Have to Open Graves to Dig Up Dead Girls" that he uses in uh one of the White Zombie songs. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'll say I do not know what a lot of his sound clips are from. Obviously, they're everywhere but um but yeah like i mean i don't i don't know all his sound bites i know they exist in tons of his songs but i don't actually know what most of them are from i have looked some of them up but i don't really know up next we got a couple black sabbath songs well i'll say in black sabbath is another i think uh, some of these songs at least i think are like perfect examples the song black sabbath by black sabbath quite frankly if you are a house that invites trick-or-treaters you could just play this song on repeat. It is genuinely creepy sounding, and it's intentionally creepy sounding. It's not creepy in the way that some people are going to go with, like, oh, it's a heavy metal song, and it's about a demon or something. Like, no, it's just... The music itself is intentionally trying to sound unsettling. Yes. And it does it very well. Yeah. Even to this day, one of the most unsettling metal songs. Yeah, it's it's great. It's absolutely great. Um, I'm entirely indifferent to what you also have Lady Evil and Children of the Grave in this playlist, both by Black Sabbath. I am fully indifferent to those. Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, I think, is another one of just like the absolute quintessential Halloween song. It's it's perfect. I like the. I kind of threw Children on the Grave on there because I like the ending, where it does the. It, quiets down to the wind and does the children of the grave yeah it has its moments it's not the worst thing i've ever heard and lady evil is from the dio era and it's just literally about a witch so why the fuck not yeah again it's moderately thematic i'll let it pass if that's what you're into this isn't gonna be creep by radiohead where i'm just blatantly calling you out on it and saying like no this is wrong yeah i don't know who you are but i I can't wrap my head around how someone decided this is a Halloween song. I don't I don't think I really did any of that. I don't think so either. Um th- I mean there's just a lot of this there's a lot on this playlist that I just don't like, but that's a musical cha- uh Yeah, musical that's a musical choice. choice. Not as not as much as a thematic choice. Yeah. Um Anthrax 3 these songs are literally Stephen King books. They're like they literally wrote three songs about Stephen King books. Well, okay, so I'm skipping a little bit here. Like I said, I don't want to actually dig through this whole playlist. It is way too long. I'm just kind of talking as I scroll. King so Diamond, I, I think, even though you don't like it, is relevant. King Diamond is often relevant, I guess. I just really can't stand King Diamond. Yeah. I want to get into... Uh, so you have a handful of Iron Maiden songs here, but the one that stands out to me the most is the song Phantom of the Opera. 
And I just, this isn't like a, a criticism, it's more just sort of an open question. When did Phantom of the Opera become a Halloween thing? So I think that this song, Phantom of the Opera, is based on the classic horror movies that are based on Phantom of the Opera, like the black and white movies, and not the fact that yeah. like it's originally and more recently became, again, like a romance story. Yeah. So just like it's it's I think Phantom of the Opera is an interesting one because it has kind of taken on multiple lives of its own as a as a an entity in itself, which I think is interesting and really cool. But it's also one that I don't I don't think I've ever really thought of it as a horror film, even in the older movies that I realize are intended to be horror films. Um, they're unfortunately from that era where horror films just come off as a little goofy these days because they're 70 years old or whatever. Well, you don't think that Lon Chaney face when his mask comes off is terrifying? I mean, it is. Like, it's it's obviously, I, I get the intent. I actually think it's kind of goofy. But, like, I'll say, but it's also super goofy just because it's dated. It's, there. there's, there are some things that have, that have, Aged like fine wine, like Nosferatu coming up the stairs, I still think is a really fucking beautiful shot. And then there's things like Nosferatu staring out the window with his eyes uncomfortably wide that look kind of funny. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... But yeah, the, the, the Iron Maiden Phantom of the Opera, if you look at the lyrics, it gets a little bit more like, I'm running and hiding and my dreams are always there. You're the Phantom of the Opera. You're the devil. You're just out to scare You've damaged my mind and my soul, which just flows through the air. You haunt me, you taunt me, you torture me back at your lair. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I don't, I don't know the song super well. I have no problem with the song being there. I just think it's interesting seeing a Phantom of the Opera... Wow, if I can speak. Phantom of the Opera and um, the way it kind of has crossed certain boundaries. Right. On one hand, or in certain people's minds, it is obviously like a horror story. And in other people's minds, depending on what your introduction to the story was, it is obviously just a romance story. Or right. somewhere in between. Um, can I ask you, now I again, I have no problem with this song. It is a great song. I think it is thematic, if nothing else, just because it's a fun song that is vaguely referential. Werewolves of London? Um. Do, do, okay, so I'm going to throw this out there with, I don't know what the song is supposed to be about. How how literal is this statement? I think it's just kind of a novelty song about a werewolf in London, and it's okay, perfect. <laughs> okay, that's. If you I also, kind of if you also, um, so also the the other thing that's in it. I mean, the whole thing is I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand walking through the streets of Soho in the rain, and like it's that kind of thing. But they also do make some some references to Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr., who Lon Chaney Jr. was the yeah. Wolfman. Yeah, but like I was wondering, like it, it, this is one of those ones that, for all I know, there actually is like some actual meaning to the song, but I've never dug into it. So in my head, it's just a stupid novelty song, and for all I know, it has some actual deeper meaning. I really didn't know. That's kind of why I had to ask. No, I believe that they kind of... This started out as just kind of a, a jam, and they kind of turned it into a novelty song. Makes sense. Okay. Um, How about how about this one? Because I feel like I, I need to bring... This is another one up. This is another one that I kind of question all the time. Okay. 
uh, Ray Parker Jr.'s The Ghostbusters theme. Okay. Is that a Halloween song? Mm. Like, does a movie about ghosts make it Halloween? I'm now defining movies instead of music, but it's still kind of the same. But thing. you're still, like, talking about the, the soundtrack. You know, yeah. I think it's fitting. I think it's... I think it's... I think it's fitting in that you could watch the movie around Halloween. It's... I think it's, like, enough of a horror comedy that there's there's some shit in there. There's, like... It's like there's, there's kids' horror movies where there's always one scene that's, like, a little bit scary. Yeah, that is a thing. Um, that really is a thing. I don't remember what the one in the... Was the first one the one with the painting, or is that the second one? I'll be fully honest. I am not really a fan of either, so I couldn't tell you. I've watched both enough times in my life but not like in the past like five or six years i remember that when i was young the whichever one had the haunted painting like had a scene that scared me when they take the baby i have i think it was both i have seen them both in their entireties maybe once or twice each and obviously because they're always on i've seen bits and pieces of both of them many times um but even so probably not for at least a decade I, I actively make a point of not watching Ghostbusters because I, I don't think they're good movies. But, yeah. so that brings up, I think, a bigger question. Do, does Halloween music or do Halloween movies have to be scary? Do they have to be horror films in any way? Even if it's a horror film for children, which is obviously not really scary, does it have to be scary? Is my annual watching of Casper misaligned for not being a Halloween movie because it's obviously not trying to be a scary movie? No. I mean, I think it's I think it's thematically fitting. Just because the character You got ghosts, you got a haunted is that, house. Is that what it takes? Like is that the is that what it takes to be a Halloween movie? It has to be about ghosts or haunted houses? No, I don't. I mean, I mean, I think it's up to like your individual preferences. I mean, I there are people who like can't handle scary, and that's the way they s- handle they they celebrate they watch, Halloween. They watch, like, watch Casper, yeah, and Hocus they watch Pocus. Hocus Pocus, yeah, Halloween yeah. Town for the hundredth time. Yeah, no, I, I get that. It's just kind of what I'm. I'm kind of like I'm not questioning this myself. Also, doesn't it take place on Halloween? Doesn't like the climax of the film happen at a Halloween party for Casper? Okay, but does it taking place at Halloween make it a Halloween movie? That's one of the arguments for does is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. Because it takes place at Christmas. And there are people who wrongly will say that it is not a Christmas movie. I, for the record, even though I have never seen Die Hard, get off of me, thanks to a year-long poll on one of my favorite podcasts, the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, thanks to listeners voting, it was definitively decided that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and that is the answer that I will subscribe to. Again, even though I've never seen Die Hard. Well, maybe we'll watch um, it for Christmas. You know what? I've been meaning to for the past, like, four or five years, and I just haven't done it yet. But, like, so does does a movie taking place at Halloween make it a, a Halloween movie? And I don't know. Obviously, I'm going to mostly go with the answer of, if it works for you, then by all means do it. I would rather people celebrate and have fun in whatever way they want to. I'm not going to sit here and try and gatekeep Halloween. That's, I think that's the answer I'm trying to who, go with. I'm not yeah, going to... As long as there's some sort of vague connection that you can make I'm not here to gatekeep your interest in Halloween 
And quite, no, I mean, honestly, I don't even care if there's a vague connection. Like, quite frankly, if somebody's Halloween tradition is like they watch The Matrix because they watched The Matrix at Halloween 15 years ago or something, that's great. Like, if that's your Halloween thing, you keep doing it. Again, I'm not here to gatekeep. I will openly welcome people into celebrating a holiday. I'm just trying to define this for myself. The same way I have to find Halloween music in, like, the really serious, like, it's it's thematic and musically appropriate versus ones that are only vaguely thematic and they're party songs. It's putting way too much thought into it. Right. That's what we all, that's what we're here for, honestly. Yeah, exactly. One yeah, time. That's... one. I'm going to make a bold statement here. Okay. I once, at a, at a restaurant, had a waitress who, you know how sometimes when you go, when you go somewhere, like, late at night after, like, a concert or something, you, like... You have a little bit more free talk with your waiter or waitress than you normally would at like yeah, peak absolutely. hours. Uh, we had a waitress who was like talking to us uh, about every year for Christmas while they put up the tree, her parents would put up The Stand, the four-part miniseries about by Stephen King about the world ending from a virus and, and the Antichrist uh, coming to take over the world. I remember this story. Not a I Christmas forgot. movie. The Stand no. is not a Christmas movie. <laughs> If that's gatekeeping, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, okay. I'm going to say that is not a Christmas movie. But if that is someone's tradition, by all means, more power to them. <laughs> that's Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop you from watching it, but don't tell me I'm watching my yearly Christmas movie, <laughs> yeah. The Stand by Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Like, that might I be what we're still, looking for. I would still never put Creep by Radiohead on a Halloween playlist. Right. Is Bad Moon Rising a Halloween song? Okay, so that's a perfect example of, you know what, it's kind of like a party song. It's a song that everyone knows. Nobody's going to be offended by it. It's a good song. It's fine. Okay. All right. I don't think it's thematically accurate because I don't really think that's like kind of what they're getting at. But hey, that's totally fine. Well, I mean, if you're gonna um, go like thematically, it's kind of you. You would really start asking, "Is Black Magic Woman one?" Because isn't no, it kind of because it's kind isn't it kind of just a love song, but like with like weird imagery? Yeah, exactly. Like it's really not thematically. This isn't a misfit song where they're literally talking about a horror movie or something. Or um, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Is that? Is I that... first off, first off, first off, no, 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 absolutely not. You don't listen to that song ever under any circumstance. <laughs> like you just don't listen. Like you're not you allowed. Don't you just don't like that. Listening to that song is an incorrect life decision. Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm going to say it again. Listening to that song is an incorrect life decision. So you don't like it? Oh, no, it's a good song. You just, <laughs> you don't listen to Michael Jackson. Oh, 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 that's right. And he is on the course. He's not, 
He yeah, is on the chorus. The okay. the chorus. Even though it's not a Michael Jackson song, you just don't listen to Michael Jackson. It is sad that we had to throw out Thriller. It, it is not, because I actually never particularly liked the song Thriller, oh. even even when I was still allowing myself to listen to Michael Jackson. Um, I never, like, Thriller is not a song I ever liked. Okay, so, again, I think I kind of covered, like, your giant playlist uh, for the most part. I want to, because I'm, I'm stuck looking at these stupid top lists of songs that I, that somebody else, this is Billboard's top 25 Halloween songs. Yeah. And I I need to bring up the uh, the inevitable because this is one that everybody seems to have on their on their playlists. Okay. The time warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Your thoughts? Yes, no, Halloween. Would you put it on a playlist? Um, I wouldn't put it on a playlist. I'm not going to say, I mean, again, we're not, I'm not, I'm not here to gatekeep and tell you how to celebrate your Halloween. I consider Rocky Horror Picture Show a perfectly fine Halloween movie. But if you're going to do something from it, I would think like there are better choices like science fiction double feature or something like that. Okay, that is almost exactly what I was going to say. I don't understand how Time Warp became the song that people latched onto. Never mind the fact that I wish we would stop as a culture pretending that Rocky Horror Picture Show's good, because it's not. Uh, but if you had to pick something from it, Time Warp is not the right answer. That's a great movie. But... It, no, it is not. With I, plenty of meatloaf. No, but that brings me to to the real question here. The real question, as if I haven't asked a million questions already. Every question is the real question. They just keep getting realer. Yeah, they do. And this one's even more real. Kind of going back to the Ghostbusters theme which I debate if the Ghostbusters is really a Halloween movie, but that's how we got into that whatever. Do horror movie themes work? And if so, do they still belong on your Halloween playlist? Like, the Halloween theme, right, by John Carpenter. I mean, every year when you have trick-or-treaters come to your house, your brother sets up the the horror movie song playlist. Yeah. So... Yeah. I would argue that in that context, yeah, I wouldn't put on the Halloween theme at a party where people are trying to have a great time. But yeah, okay, but, thank you. But under that particular setting where you, you have a very good Halloween setup that does kind of frighten children, um, and I think that works really well for that. Yeah, we aim for just a, like a, a, what, what I at least consider, obviously I'm the one that partially sets this up what I consider the perfect mix of campy goofiness and fun and genuinely scary for for kids for Halloween yeah because I mean let's let's face it here again not to gatekeep but like 
Halloween is a holiday that everyone can celebrate differently, but, like, the big event of Halloween is for children. Right. And at least I think, like, as an adult, the fun of Halloween is making something that is then fun for children. And fun for their parents to, like, laugh at. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Do a great job at that, too. Absolutely. I mean, parents laughing at their kids for being scared is always hilarious. Um, But no, okay, so this is kind of getting into what I was alluding to earlier. Is like, I have multiple Halloween playlists, and I have my party Halloween playlist, which is songs. Right. It's Werewolf of London. I do not think, um, personally, I mean, who am I to tell you what to do? I'm putting the Halloween theme and the um, Nightmare on Elm Street music on the same playlist as the Monster Mash and Bad Moon Rising or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I have my, my Halloween songs playlist, which is, like, a lot of the same ones. It, it, there's a lot of songs that you have on yours. There's other ones that we've referenced, like Black Magic Woman. Again, I realize it's kind of only very loosely thematically relevant. Only in, like, a couple, like, image, you know, some, some imagery. Um... And then I also have, like, I Put a Spell on You, which has been covered by literally everybody and their mother. Sorry, Screamin' Jay Hawkins. I know that was the original. My personal favorite recording is by She and Him. Um, Spooky by Atlanta Rhythm Section, I think, is just one of, like, the most perfect Halloween songs ever. First off, it's called Spooky, and then it also has the line, So I Proposed on Halloween. Like, it's great. It's a great, fun Halloween party song. Screamin' Jay, I and think, then, just has a handful of songs he could use, too. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, his his whole image, I think, fit well. I think he's one of those artists who kind of did the shock... He did the shock factor thing, you know, well... For its time, yeah. For its time. And also before, because of his time, before most other people did. Because he, um, he did a lot of, like, the weird, like... This is an impression of, like, voodoo, right? Like Yes. Yeah, like he had... Ah, I'm getting a wine or whatever, right? Yeah, he would have, like, the bone through his nose. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his whole image is super cool. He, I was going to say, that shit's really, cool as hell. Really fun. He's really fun. Screamer Jay Hawkins is phenomenal. It's just, like, if I had to pick a recording of I Put a Spell on You, which has been covered by tons of people. Your favorite is She and Him. Yeah. She and Him. Um, I mean, I also have The Misfits on this playlist. I have Season of the Witch by Donovan on this playlist. DJ Jazzy I, Jeff. Was, yeah, I mean, how could you not? How could you not? Yeah, everyone loves A Nightmare on My Street. How could you not have A Nightmare on My Street? Okay, but Um, what about Superstition by Stevie Wonder? That's another one that I see a lot that I'm not sure on. I, again, I'm putting that in the same category as it is entirely just like a couple lines of imagery, and otherwise it's just like a fun song that people know, so it fits a party playlist. Right. It's it's definitely not as Halloween-y. It's it's a party song with a couple references, and I think that makes it good enough. I'm looking at a playlist now that I'm going to have to ask you some questions about. <laughs> what? Are you looking at my playlist? Or no, it's just, it's about? a created by Spotify one. Oh, no. First off, we have some more Lizzo on here, I think. Wasn't that our friend yesterday who did the bad... No, that's Lissy. Lissy. Okay, never mind. That's fine. Lizzo 
Yeah, that you're not okay. So what's the one you're looking at? I'm looking at the Halloween playlist on Spotify. Which one? Hollow. It just says Halloween party playlist created by Spotify. It starts off with the Monster Mash and goes directly yeah, into Billie okay. Eilish. Into Billie Eilish. Yeah. Okay. So what other ones are you uh, questioning here? Because I'm looking at this playlist and I hate it. Okay. Uh, first off, She Wolf by Shakira. I, I mean, I, if you want to just like jump on with the imagery, I guess it's a line. But you get down here near the bottom, and you got um, Come On Eileen by Dexie's Midnight Runners and Hey Ya by Outkast. Grande, yeah. No, this is literally just like a party playlist, and a handful of the songs have like a single line of like something reference like if you want to make a party playlist then make a party playlist but don't call it the halloween party playlist in my opinion is my chick bad on here i don't see it do you know the ludicrous song my chick bad no by any chance uh so it features Nicki minaj and i expected it on here because she has a line uh it's something like I I forget the first half of the line. The second half is, and guess who's playing Freddy? And it's obviously like a Freddy Krueger reference. Yeah. And I expected that to be a loose enough reference for them to put it on here, but I don't see it. I don't understand why the white boy national anthem, Come On Eileen, is on this list. (laughs) This is just... Why is Paper Planes by M.I.A. on this list? Do you know that song? That's a great song. I was just listening to this, actually. Um, I dug up this album. I don't think I do, but I mean, I can listen to it. It's right here, dude. It's so. I mean, it's it. It makes no sense for Halloween. Uh, I just legitimately love this song, and I I dug up this album literally like within the past week. I was listening to this album again. That's that's. It's funny that it's showing up here. Okay, good. I just wanted to um. I just wanted to run that one by you. These Spotify playlists are a little shady. Like, listen, listen, Spotify. I know you're not listening to this anyway. I love you as a platform. I have been a paid member for quite a few years now, but your made playlists are awful. Like, I, I, there's no way around it. They are genuinely awful. Oh, this one's got Creep by Radiohead. Just kill me. <laughs> You're welcome. I want candy by Bow Wow Wow. I'm done. Hey, no, 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 no. That's perfect. That is perfect because that is obviously a song about trick or treating, and I refuse. <laughs> no, it's awful. <laughs> um, but I will at least accept the candy connection. That is a fun. It's fun. Um, so I have another playlist here. One, okay. One was I made. It is called. Well, I, I titled the playlist Halloween Three because it's the third Halloween playlist that I am on, and it consists of it consists of two artists. It has. The album Pumpkin by Buckethead, which was one of his, what what are called the pipes. Yeah. So it's it's super short, and this is just like creepy, wild, crazy, ambient-ish music. Just, I don't care, like, literally pick a track, skip to the middle of it. It doesn't matter which one, you'll get the point. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like something that's playing when the the killer's stalking someone. It is it is half an hour of just 
disturbing sounds. Right. It is super ambient and creepy and weird. The other the other artist I have on this playlist is Pumpkin Witch. Do you remember Pumpkin Witch? I don't know. I might have I might have missed that one. You may have missed that one. Well, here you go. Pumpkin Witch. Okay. And I recommend I like all these names. Night falls on the hovel of the Pumpkin Witch. Monstrous gourd abomination. Oh yeah. Dawn breaks over the pumpkin patch. You know what, Aussie, another one. Just pick pick a track. Pick a track and go with it. Alright. I love headaches. <laughs> Is that... Are they all headache-inducing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. yeah, kind of. Okay. So this is super electronic, but again, fairly ambient, and it's just genuinely kind of creepy sounding. Yeah. Um, Pumpkin Witch released three albums, all with the same general theme and style-ish, this year. This year? And as far as I can find, that is literally all Pumpkin, Pat, Pumpkin Witch, I'm sorry, Pumpkin Witch has ever done, is the albums Hovel of the Pumpkin Witch, in the frightful gaze of the pumpkin witch and final strike of the pumpkin witch. Well, God bless them. I'm sorry. May they meet the great pumpkin. Yes. Uh, it actually looks like those were probably all put on Spotify this year because it says yeah, Hubble yeah, of yeah. the Pumpkin Witch is 2017, Frightful Gaze of the Pumpkin Witch is 2018, and Final Strike is 2019. Okay. Okay. But either way, it's it's three albums. They're all the same general idea. Um, but I have a Halloween playlist that is just that, and I have no idea why, because this is not something I ever want to listen to, because quite frankly, it is, like, fairly unsettling and not enjoyable to listen to. You mean that's not your but sleepy have... time music? No, it is, it is, it is not. It is not. But that is, um, yeah, that's my other, other Spotify playlist. Just thinking about that, like falling asleep to this, takes me back to a time when I fell asleep to like a fairly normal album that I didn't know had like a sound clip at the end of it. And the sound clip gave me like sleep paralysis nightmares. Like it woke me up just enough that I was like conscious, but like I was also like having a nightmare. I am sure I have told you about the time that Weird Al scared the hell out of me, right? I think you have. Was it the the hidden track? The hidden track at the end of... Uh, what album is that? Off the Deep End? Off the Deep End. I'm in sixth grade. It's me and Ron. We're hanging out in the basement. Just like we were playing video games and listening to Weird Al. And, and then we're just like hanging out and talking. We're done playing games. And the CD had stopped playing at least as far as we were aware. And the hidden track is just Al screaming and then, like, what sounds like breaking dishes. Yeah. It literally scared us both to the point where our little sixth-grade selves freaked out, got up, and ran upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, in in sync. We both had the same initial, just like, oh, my God, reaction. Right. Ugh. 
Weird Al, I'll never forgive you for that. Speaking of Weird Al, I think Nature Trail to Hell belongs on the shared Halloween playlist. Absolutely. Is it not there? It is now. Speaking of Weird Al. Speaking of Weird Al. First off, it was his birthday the other day. Happy birthday, Al. Um, But second off, because, let's face it, Halloween is full of these awful, stupid novelty songs. Within the past couple weeks, we've had a long discussion about our now new good buddy, Bobby Bobby Pickett. Bobby Boris Pickett! Who wrote The Monster Mash. And, um, I can hear, please tell me. So we, we basically discovered that, that Bobby Pickett, who did The Monster Mash, has basically made an entire career, an entire life career, just recreating the Monster Mash in slightly different ways. Chris, what were some of the other ones that he did? Oh, we had the Monster Rap, Monster Mash Party, there was the, we got the Sinister Stomp, he actually made the Transylvania Twist. What's the Surf one? The Surf one's not on here. It's like the Monster Surf or something like that? Is that a thing? I don't remember this. I don't remember Uh, that. That's actually uh, really funny. Oh, he died. God yeah, bless him. Discussed this. I know, but I forgot. Monster Swim. The Monster Swim. Monster Swim! Here we are swimming under the full moon. The werewolf and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Dracula, what do you think of my new smash? Whatever happened to the Monster Mash? It's a poolside smash. It's bigger than the mash. Good. That's just perfect. Me and my mummy. Oh, he did the King Kong one. That was different. Oh, it was. It was different. I didn't like it, but it was different. I mean, it's still a really quirky novelty song. It is. It's kind of a one-trick pony, and I love the fact that he just kind of took it and ran with it and made a life out of it. Yeah. it, It just absolutely makes me happy. Oh, man. And he did a uh, so, he did a remake about about climate change, and that was nice. That's definitely an interesting direction. Okay, so but anyway, in summary, obviously I'm looking at Halloween songs. There's like a few different like sections of Halloween songs. Basically, you have the perfect thematic, creepy sounding songs. You have the fun songs that are vaguely thematic. You have the ones that aren't even really songs. They're just kind of creepy noises like some movie soundtracks or like my Halloween 3 playlist. I don't care what people do. If you're being not stupid and just having fun, I'll take it. But Chris, I have a more important question for you and we're going to veer off of music here for a minute. Okay. There is... As you know, a whole like subgenre of horror films, which are undoubtedly Halloween, even if they have nothing to do with Halloween. Horror films just fit the Halloween season. Yeah. There is a whole subgenre of horror films that are all based around 
Christmas. Sure. Yeah. So we got Black I Christmas. Want... You got you got um, Santa Sleigh. You got Gremlins. Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Yeah. In many so ways, I... uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um. So I want to know. I want to know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention a couple movies, and I want to know, in your opinion, is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Okay. I'm gonna say off the bat, in in most likeliness across the board, I will accept both. But I'm gonna tell both. you, I'm gonna tell you which one comes to mind first. That's kind of what I'm going because for. Because controversially, apparently, uh, me thinking that Nightmare Before Christmas coming off as more of a Halloween movie is a controversial stance, despite the fact it's about fucking ruining Christmas. See, I've I didn't know that was controversial. I've always kind of thought of that as more of a Halloween people, movie. People people all the time will be like, it's a Christmas movie. I'm like, they take fucking snakes and ruin Christmas with a box of snakes. That's not Christmassy. I mean, yes, there's like a nice little moral at the end and they save Santa from from Oogie Boogie. Like, but the whole thing overall has a more Halloween y feel to me. I'm sorry. Well, I mean it has a definitely more Halloween feel. Um, I think the story could really go either way. Like, let's face it, he's he's fascinated by Christmas. Yeah, he doesn't understand it, but he's fascinated. Yeah, by it. again, across again, acceptable for both. But if you're asking me which one comes to mind first when I think of the movie Halloween for me, I I'm going to fully agree with you. Okay. Uh, uh Gremlins. Gremlins is the hard one because before I saw it, I would have said Halloween. Post seeing it, I kind of lean towards Christmas. Interesting. Okay. Any any particular reason? I don't know. It feels it feels like Christmas is more integrated with the scenery. Yeah. Than I so initially I think, expected. Yeah. So it is because I didn't grow up with Gremlins. Same. I saw Gremlins a little bit later. Okay. In the same vein as like Die Hard, as in like it just takes place at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and I realize like. Die Hard is about a holiday office party and whatever, so, like, the story couldn't have happened if it weren't Christmas. That's kind of how Gremlins is, too. The entire plot is based around the fact that it's taking place at Christmas. Obviously, it's just a campy be, be like, monster film, but I think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, how about Santa Slay? Horror. There's too much blood for it to be really like a Christmas movie. Okay, I'll just say, so the ones that are definitely like much more slasher film? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, Bill Goldberg, a former wrestler, because I know you don't know that, uh, is is playing Santa and murdering people. And that, that there's that's just too campy for Christmas for me. You know, it's just not, not, not seeing that as a Christmas, or as a Christmas movie, yeah. Okay. Um, have you seen Rare Exports? No. Okay, you should, because it's amazing. Okay. Krampus. Oh, thank you. Krampus. Now, mind you, there are many movies just called Krampus and that are all about Krampus, but you know... We are thinking of the of the high-budget one that came out a couple years ago that was actually in theaters. Ago. Yes. Um, And I'm saying Christmas. Okay. Uh, I'm fully with you on that one. Um, Just, it, it takes place in a house on Christmas. Uh, I don't think it's very bloody. I think it's the kind of movie that you could have a good time being a little scared on Christmas. I think being, I embrace being scared on Christmas. I embrace bring back like actually scary horror, like ghost stories on Christmas. Yeah. The scary ghost stories that, that, you know, 
are sung about, but no one really knows what we're talking about until you like. And the only one that. like you can think about is like a Christmas Carol. Yeah, bring it back. I'm into it. I want more. I I'm want more. I want more spooky in my Christmas. Well, I mean, obviously, like as you know, I'm a huge fan of Gremlins and Krampus, so like I'm super all into the whole like mixing. And that's the other thing is that I I love the idea of Krampus, so like I'm all in so on him hanging out in December. Okay. Um, one more movie. Okay. Is this a scary movie or is this a Christmas movie? Okay. Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Oh, that's horror. Absolutely. At, like, I mean, without you watch without Santa, question, Santa just like pummels that man. Saint Nicholas pummels Beats that a man, man to stone. death. Chris, we need to watch Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Again. I would love to watch it. I love for, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas record, way more than I should. It's fucking hilarious and bad. For the record, Kirk Cameron saving Christmas is not a horror movie. It is an overly Christian Christmas movie. It is just so genuinely bad. And it might be one of the greatest things that's ever happened. I remember... I, okay, so we went to go see... What is the Nicolas Cage movie where everyone disappears? Um, 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 oh my god, it's the rapture story. Yeah. I, Left Behind. Left Behind. We Left went behind. to go see Left Behind with Nicolas Cage because we thought it would be funny. We were the only ones laughing during the Christian movie, which I thought was which a real the record, bummer. Which, for the record, we went in to go see if it was funny, and it was. <laughs> but I remember that we saw the fucking trailer for, for Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas. And I looked at it, and I looked at you, and I said, can we come back and see this? And you shut me down promptly. And having bought the DVD, like, a couple months later, it became a meme. Like, I saw that trailer okay, not knowing yeah. it was going to become a meme, and it became a meme for, like, a little bit in certain, like, movie-reviewing yeah, circles saying, of the internet. Not, yeah, like, not an open meme, but, like, I, I follow, like, movie yeah. reviewers, and, like, everyone who, like, review, reviewed movies in theaters was talking about how fucking bad and funny this movie was. So when it came out on DVD, I had to buy it, and I'm a little ashamed that we didn't go see it in theaters and laugh in front of the Christians. Not to say the Christians, like, the bad, like, they're all bad, but, like, there's a certain group. Like, if you're seeing a Christian movie seriously, I might laugh at you. If you are going to see a Kirk Cameron movie seriously in theaters, I... I, I kind of just think you should reevaluate your level of quality that you want in a movie. Kirk Cameron is one of those people who I think is probably just like, I think he absolutely means well. He's probably but a nice God. enough guy. But my God, this Kirk Cameron saving Christmas is genuinely awful. <laughs> but it's absolutely hilarious in all of the best ways um alright that's really all I got I just really was leading up to asking you about Kirk Cameron saving Christmas <laughs> uh, um, you got anything else Chris what is what is the scarier Jack Frost movie the 1997 like slasher horror or the 1998 family fantasy where Michael Keaton is turned into a snowman <laughs> I was gonna say the one with Michael Keaton which is scarier? The idea that you could be hit by a car and turned into a snowman, or the idea that you could be murdered by a snowman? Considering the fact that the slasher one is just kind of not good, like, it's not a good horror film, if you ask me. It's not a good slasher film. 
the idea of being hit by a car and then becoming a snowman and, like, trying to reconnect with your family as a snowman is, like, the kind of existential dread that I think some horror films wish they could give you. What is the scariest fate in Jack Frost? Turning into a snowman or being an aging rocker? <laughs> oh, I hate it here.